Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley McManus, Senior Director of Global Marketing at SmartEye. Welcome to the Human-Centric AI Podcast, where each episode we feature thought leaders doing cutting-edge work in the AI space. A little about us, SmartEye is the global leader in human insight AI, technology that understands, supports, and predicts human behavior in complex environments, bridging the gap between humans and machines for a safe and sustainable future. Today, our technology is embedded in next-generation vehicles, leading the way towards human-centric mobility through driver monitoring systems and interior sensing solutions. Our research instruments offer unparalleled insights into automotive, aviation, assistive technology, behavioral science, and many more fields. Today's episode features Matt Strafus, Director of Product and Customer Solutions at Affectiva, now a SmartNet company. Matt has been with Affectiva for almost 10 years in various roles. Affectiva, pioneer of Emotion AI, was acquired by SmartEye in 2021 and has since continued its strong brand presence in the media analytics space. With a degree in physics and computer science, Matt has worked on everything from software development, project management, customer success, and everything in between. His deep expertise in the space made him a natural candidate to interview about the new Affectiva Attention Metric, which represents a culmination of the SmartEye eye-tracking tech and Affectiva Emotion AI just announced this week. Matt and I talked about the development of this metric, how it's differentiated from other attention measurement solutions on the market, some high-level mechanics on how it all works, and where it may be going in the future. Let's listen in to learn more. Okay. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. With me today, I have Matthew Strafis, Director of Product and Customer Solutions at Affectiva. Matt, thank you so much for making the time to speak with me today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay. So to start, let's talk about your background. How has your career path taken you to Affectiva and what is your current role there? Yeah. So trying to reflect on this meandering road in some way that makes sense, I think... uh, Effectively, before Affectiva, I I had this crazy idea of becoming a a physics professor. And uh, after some years of kind of deciding that maybe that wasn't the right path, I ended up deviating and leaning on my other academic background in computer science and started doing uh, software development for startups. Mm -hmm. At some point in time, someone said, hey, there's this this cool company called Affectiva that's Mm kind of doing uh face id stuff and it turns out that's not what it was doing at all yeah. <laughs> um but uh uh the the hiring manager for a position was looking for an integration engineer to come in and try and figure out how we kind of build connections with partners and clients as we kind of rolled out this this weird product that no one was seeing um so that's how i initially got started uh since taking on that initial role as an integration engineer i have shifted every few years to kind of take on something different uh at one point i was in software development uh another time i took on the customer success team uh eventually transitioning into product management uh before now kind of taking on this this weird role of kind of running product management as well as client facing engineering tasks. Um, so I'm kind of the 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 utility knife for the the media analytics division. Very nice. So for those who are unfamiliar with Affectiva, now a smart eye company, can you explain briefly what our offerings are in the media analytics space? Sure. Yeah. So Affectiva was we were the first to market with the idea of this automatic facial coding technology. Um, and, and we kind of 
were approached by a variety of agencies that are now partners to kind of build an application that would allow for facial coding at scale uh, for a variety of video testing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were primarily focused on pre-testing uh, within the advertisement space. So that's kind of our main flagship offer now is this the system that sits embedded inside traditional market research techniques for for video or ad testing uh, to kind of evaluate emotional response or unconscious emotional response from facial expression as people are exposed to media uh, in a variety of video format. Mm-hmm. Um, we've since then branched out. We kind of package the core emotion AI technology into a variety of different offers that can be used in a variety of different spaces. But for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, we're still very active inside the market research space in the form of analysis of media reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of sit as this hidden layer behind most of what of our what our partners do. We try to be pretty low touch to their existing research techniques. Um, mm-hmm. So there are a variety of providers that you may have interacted with in the past that are using us that you may not even be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually how we're deployed with with many of the Fortune 500 companies that we work with. They are kind of commissioning this agency to do thing, and we happen to be a part of that agency's offer. Um, so we're we're not like a direct to client offer most of the time. We're typically uh, a package deal as part of a variety of technologies. Cool. So to uh, to kick us off here with your your knowledge and expertise, what would you say some of the biggest challenges are for those who work in the advertising space today? I, I think the easiest way to kind of tackle this one is to say variety. Mm-hmm. Um, there are way too many research techniques you can take. There are so many systems to pile on. Um, yeah. And the thought process when you interact with a client uh, or, or the excitement that a client may have is let's take them all. We'll stick them together. And so you get you get kind of the EEG output and the galvanic skin response and the you know eye tracking and um, the emotional face tracking um, and all of these things on together. Uh, I'm sure there's a blood pressure system somewhere. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but more inputs equals more complexity. Yep. And uh, so I think the difficulty that a lot of clients face in the space is simplification. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we get to the punchline, but still use these complex systems? Um, and so kind of one of the big things that we try to tackle when we're building tech here is not just to build something that, that's up to our standards and is kind of latest and greatest and really cutting edge, but also something that's comprehensible to the exterior world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that is probably one of the largest challenges in the space. Mm-hmm. So by the time this episode is live, we will have announced a new attention metric. Uh, we had a press release at SMR Congress. So I was wondering if you could provide us with an overview of what this new metric is. Yeah, there's uh, it's very interesting kind of reflecting on where we've been. I, I've been with Affectiva almost 10 years now. And the attention economy has exploded in yeah. that time. And there's there's so much noise about it out in the market now that it, it kind of seems a little strange. Sometimes I feel like at at, at Affectiva we're we're kind of constantly in this state of like, for lack of a better term, saying Simpsons did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we're the Simpsons. Um, <laughs> we've always had an attention metric. We've always had a measure of attention, and we always kind of deemed that measuring the emotional response of an individual doesn't make sense if you don't have their attention. So we've always kind of filtered it. But our attention yeah. metric was more focused on the idea of kind of 
are they looking toward the content? Right. Uh, it's not a matter of were they distracted by something else. Mm -hmm. um, the the idea of kind of connecting in a variety of other technologies uh, has kind of crossed our mind a few times. Mm -hmm. But the the new attention metric is this really exciting thing that we're kind of revisiting a lot of the foundational assumptions that we made when we rolled out the initial product some 10 or 11 years ago mm -hmm. and, and kind of really making us rethink how we present a lot of these things and hopefully getting back to that simplification of mm -hmm. the final output. So as a as a product guy, what what prompted the development of of this metric and how would you say it addresses the challenges in, in measuring viewer attention for for brands and in entertainment companies yeah i mean the the one the the market buzz made us kind of reevaluate mm -hmm. things anyway so yeah yeah let's have a look <laughs> um but the the other factor is that in in late 2021 we kind of finished this this major overhaul into our core emotion AI set. Yeah. And that overhaul had kind of pulled in a variety of technologies that we had pioneered as part of Affectiva's automotive division at the time, uh, now now part of SmartEye. Yeah. Um, that technology became so advanced now that some of the thought process that we had put into uh, the attention metric, while still valid, uh, definitely showed some possibility for refinement and improvement. Mm -hmm. And it was simply a matter of trying to see if we can build out technologies that would be up to par with Affectiva's standards to kind of improve and iterate upon that attention. So part of this was that the timing was right. Okay. The market's primed. Our AI is primed. This is a good time for it. And then the other part is that we're, we're seeing kind of this this continuous kind of curiosity about what it is what is the definition yeah. of attention how do we kind of build this thing out so it was it was kind of time for us to revisit this thing in general mm -hmm. absolutely yeah now how you might have touched on this a, a little bit but how does the combination of you know affective as emotion ai smart eyes eye tracking technology create a more comprehensive understanding of your attention yeah, so so here's where we get to the idea of either developing the complementary technologies or getting exposed to them. Mm -hmm. um, one of the beautiful things about the the acquisition by SmartEye, um, surprisingly, almost immediately after we released the new AI set, um, is that this now exposes us to kind of the market leader in in eye tracking technology and a variety of, of elements that kind of contribute to the the driver monitoring space in automotive. Yeah. Um, a lot of these things built out for kind of automotive safety grade. Um, and this now starts to to push the limits of precision and accuracy to levels that Affectiva is much more comfortable utilizing. Mm -hmm. And we've played with a variety of, of kind of, let's say, eye trackers in the past, um, and either their accuracy was highly questionable or or the process of getting things calibrated and lined up was extremely exhaustive. Mm -hmm. um, and both of these are kind of not really in our philosophy. We, we like the idea of keeping the process simple to go and yeah. maintaining a very high standard of accuracy. Mm -hmm. um, so with the introduction of the SmartEye technology or the availability of the SmartEye technology to Affectiva at its core, uh, we could now kind of tie in elements that would be considered driver monitoring mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. into attentiveness. Because effectively, when you start to think about safety within driver monitoring, you're thinking about, are they attentive to the road? Right. As it turns out, there's a natural parallel here. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of this can be borrowed, learned from, piggybacked, and augmented by the existing affective and emotion AI. Now, I know you said that, you know, the market is definitely talking about attention. Um, how would you say this attention metric from Affectiva is differentiated from maybe existing methods and may, what advantages does it offer to advertisers, brands, media researchers? Yeah, the um, again, kind of circling back to the, the, almost the, the, the historical Affectiva mantra, right? If we can't get peer reviewed publication out of our AI, then it's not good enough, right? Yeah. Um, so the idea is then that we have we have these contributing elements that go into the measure of attention that are such a standard as to provide safety in hypothetical life-threatening conditions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is now a pretty high threshold to cross. Mm-hmm. And the idea of kind of leveraging that technology to complement this creates an element in which we have now extreme robustness, right? We can we can use this in real world lighting conditions, thanks to, you know, all of the the training video that we use where people are in cars and the sun's in their face or it's over their shoulder or there's all sorts of these really bad things. So we got the, yeah, the really yes. great capability of track people in all sorts of bad lighting conditions. Mm-hmm. Um or, you know, obstruction or all of those. And this comes into real yeah. big play when we're capturing on mobile devices, right? Because you don't know mm-hmm. how they're going to take it. But then you combine that with these these other native technologies like are they starting to drift off are they getting drowsy are they they attentive when you start to think about things like um paradigms in the education system where where faculty would kind of evaluate if someone's being attention just by eye contact and that's maybe not how this goes yeah um so so the availability of a variety of technologies kind of identify if someone's kind of not just looking away, but but starting to maybe drift off, glaze over, daydream. Mm-hmm. Um, things like, you know, I mean, obviously drinking a cup of tea in front of the camera is going to be a good indicator that we always could have kind of done something about that. But the idea to kind of more readily identify a variety of distracted options. Yeah. So the real advantage here is not so much a refinement on detection. It's mm-hmm. a refinement on distraction. And okay. so if we kind of frame attention as the inverse of distraction, yeah. our ability to measure distraction is greatly enhanced. Fascinating. So we used to say at Affectiva that our tech would work on any face, place, and interface. Uh, the idea being that it was agnostic of, of camera device. And this was foundational perspective of Affectiva. Can you go deeper on, on what that means? Yeah, yeah. Again, it, this is this comes down to the simplicity factor that we try to stick with. Mm-hmm. Um, Affectiva does not require any specialized hardware. We we really don't like using specialized hardware. Yeah. Um, the the original product design was was based on the idea of an off the shelf webcam that came with most laptops. Uh, and when we rolled out in in 2012, the specs on those things were a little bit less than what they are now. Yeah. Um, and more to the point, we had to kind of be robust enough to work in a little less developed markets. So resolutions were low and stuff like that. And yeah. so it's kind of a carry on of that mantra. Um, you can go out and buy a device that will work for eye tracking and I guess ship it out to clients and have them take it. 
mm-hmm. uh, and get accurate eye tracking, but like that's not practical in a scalable way. You know, likewise, you can get kind of hypothetically good readings on some kind of emotional state using an EEG or something like that. But to realistically expect, you know, hundreds of people to strap these things in correctly and squirt the gel on their head of the state, like this, this right. is just not scalable. Yeah. Um, so the real focus here is to make these more advanced detection methods available with a lighter footprint mm-hmm. um, and thus a broader stroke. Um, so there's no upfront hardware cost to you to deploy the system. It's all handled through software. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, bringing it back to you know the attention metrics capabilities and and detecting low attention signals like gazing away or speaking and and drowsiness, um, how does it enhance uh, viewer engagement measurement? Yeah, it's important to remember that attention is kind of the beginning of the analysis, um, but I feel like that's part of the narrative that kind of gets lost sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you if they're not attended, then game over. Yeah, but that's like the first yeah. pass. Um, so if I'm if I'm attentive, uh, or that is to say, focusing on you and undistracted, um, you also want to make sure that I've engaged with content. I, I mean, the foundational hypothesis around affective's original founding is that that emotions create memory markers. So if I'm not engaging with content, then I'm not creating those memorable moments. So the the attention is still this kind of first pass filter. And I don't want to minimize this is a very important step here to identify how attentive they are, especially in the modern context, right? We're not seeing TV advertisement as the primary test phase anymore. Now we're thinking about social media platforms in which the ad does not occupy full screen and it doesn't stay in the same place. And it's, you know, they could be reacting to something else. Yeah. So the precision of your your attention evaluation needs to be really high to ensure that their engagement is with the object that you want to be attentive to. It's almost like a refinement on region of interest if we were to kind of stick with the eye tracking realm. Yeah. Um, So am I engaging? Great. What am I engaging with? Did my fun friend make a funny post or is it the Nike ad in the corner? Something mm. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I know you talked about, you know, automotive quality safety grade before, but can, can you explain how data sets from automotive and face videos were leveraged to build these these really accurate algorithms for this new attention metric? Yeah, in the AI space, uh, data is king. Um, and those that control the most data are are the most, uh, I guess, kingly. Uh, so Affectiva over the years has, has accumulated in, in excess of 14 million face videos globally from 90 different countries. Um, and that's just the media analytics space. Uh, the automotive space has gone and collected tens of thousands of of drivers as well in a variety of different circumstances, some of which are inattentive and drowsy and others that are very attentive. Um, And so this enormous data set gives us a wealth of of circumstances in which uh, we see individuals doing activities that we want to train for and activities that we don't want them to train for. And in addition to kind of having that wealth of those those activities that we can we can train and test for, um, 
we have a diversity in that data set, right? Because of how global we are now, right? We're not just talking about North America or Europe. Uh, we're not just talking about Asia or Africa or anything like that. We're talking global. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if the technology is trained for Anglo-America, and you're deploying it in India, you, you're going to have consequences in kind of biases that are built in the algorithm. So the, the wealth of data that we have really helps to mitigate that element of bias. As okay. it turns out, training AI and building AI is a lot like raising children. If you expose it to new circumstances all the time, you kind of get, you, you alleviate some of the inherent biases that might actually develop with time. It just happens a lot faster with AI. Yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of where the the data set comes in, and the 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 data set is just so enormous that mm-hmm. it does crack me up that we can kind of go in and find like really targeted specific demographics doing like really weird obscure gestures and movements, mm-hmm. um, and that that kind of targeted training and and I guess anti training. You want to say you know yeah. places where that's not happening. Um, or, or similar cases in which it is also not happening that could try and fake it out is really critical to training the AI to making it as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. Do you have any specific examples that that demonstrate the this attention metrics potential in in enhancing viewer engagement measurement? We have started to expose this technology to select partners. Yeah. Um, their their initial reactions are they range from wow <laughs> to uh, to, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so the, the thought process here as we start to roll this out is we've kind of, we stuck the landing in two ways. Yeah. We, we have a very elite algorithm that is, is making a lot of sense, especially when you peel back the curtain, you see all the components that are going into it, and you can demonstrate all mm-hmm. of these scenarios that will kind of indicate either the presence or lack of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the algorithm is, is both complex and robust. We got that one. And then the follow-up with it is kind of how we digest it and present it, because now it's, it's very simple to kind of identify respondents that are attentive throughout the process of the exposure, whether it be an ad or long form or, or a storyboard or whatever it is you happen to be testing. Um, so we've kind of hit this this magic combination of really complex but simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this collaboration, you know, between Affectiva and SmartEye is, is mentioned as a really key factor in this in this innovation. So I'm wondering, as we look ahead to the future, you know, how would you envision this partnership evolving to further advance, you know, emotion AI and eye tracking technologies? Yeah, I, I. It's strange in some ways. I. I I'm uncomfortable calling this a collaboration or a partnership. This is, yeah, we're we're all in the same boat now, right? So, so mm-hmm. the smart eye tech and the affectiva tech, it is slowly becoming seamlessly the same tech. Yeah, and this is in in the media analytics space. This is really the first iteration of what can be done, and this is this is the beginning of what could be really impressive. Um, we're very excited about this metric, but this metric has almost internally operated as a proof of concept. Mm. Can we get value out of both of these texts together? Yeah. And the overwhelming answer is yes. So now the next stage is, okay, what else can we do here? 
Yeah, I think there's like there's at least three or four internal ideas that we have on the board that are really going to shake things up here in the coming months. Very exciting. Awesome. Can't wait to we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, So so we've covered a lot of ground, talked about a lot of different things today. Uh, I'm wondering, you know, based on your work, your experience, uh, what we've talked about here today, if you have one takeaway for the audience listening, what would you like to tell them? The the acquisition that SmartEye made of Affectiva a few years ago um, suggested the possibility that the new company, the new SmartEye, as a result of it, is some kind of an AI powerhouse almost lying in wait. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now 2023. It's been two years. Uh, but we are beginning to see the fruits of that acquisition. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we've certainly seen elements of it coming through in the automotive divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, we are seeing elements of now uh, uh, the technologies coming through in the media analytics space. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think the big takeaway is there there is an awful lot more coming. This this is a sleeping giant, mm-hmm. uh, and there's going to be there's going to be some really cool stuff coming down. Absolutely. This is only the beginning. Okay. So for our our listeners, can you let them know where they can go to learn more or do you have any other call to action for them? Yeah, of course. Certainly follow uh, Affectiva on on just about every social network out there. Um, (laughs) X, I guess, is what we call it now or or, (laughs) something like that. Facebook. Um, We're we're, uh, certainly check us out at affectiva.com. Uh, we're working on a variety of eBooks that could be released here, uh, in the coming months. Uh, and, uh, if you haven't seen it already, catch Grand Page at SMR. Yes, absolutely. Great. Well, that's, that's all I have for you today, Matt. Once again, thank you so much for your time. And it was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Uh, happy to be here. staple of the Affectiva organization for many years, Matt is passionate about delivering best-in-class, accurate, and easy-to-use technology to our customers. Though it has been two years since the acquisition, Matt and the Affectiva team have been hard at work leveraging the precision of the SmartEye eye-tracking tech for our media analytics customers, and it's really exciting to see the first few fruits of that labor come to bear, with much more on the horizon for us to look forward to. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Human-Centric AI podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes. We're also on social media, so please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram to share any feedback you have on the show and weigh in on the discussion using hashtag Human-Centric AI podcast. Don't forget to rate us and comment with your feedback to help make the podcast more discoverable for others. Until next time, thanks for listening.